0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, the barefoot podiatrist, and with me... I've got a buddy of mine that you'd all know from Instagram. We've known each other for a while now through social media. I've got Jeff Shubb from The Urban Barefoot. here with me today to talk about a new adventure he's been on and some work he's now doing. That's really cool. We've had a, a chat recently about what he's doing and I feel like it's really important to get this message out there. Um, I know for me, it's something I need to work on. It's something I've wanted to work on for a long time. Didn't know how. And after talking to Jeff recently, I thought it'd be really cool to get him on here and help explain what it is he's doing and why we need to do it. Welcome, Jeff. So excited to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Paul. It's, uh, it's, it's always such an honor to be um, invited to these to these conversations that like are going to be shared with your community. You know, I, yeah, I've, I honor the people who like put so much work and effort into um, creating these platforms, these podcast platforms. And yeah. So thank you.
0: Thank, no, you. thank you. So to kick us off for those who may already know you know of you or may know nothing about you, <laughs> who are you how did you get started on this on this journey um yeah let's let's hear it literally that you that's yeah
1: so um you know first and foremost i'm a human um and mm-hmm. that's you know that comes with a lot of stories and a lot of uh yeah just like a big background and so for me it all it's my background professionally was um in medicine. So I trained as a medical doctor and, um, I, you know, going through that, that, um, that, that training, going through the medical school training, there was always something that felt a little bit off that it kind of didn't really align with me about the way that we approached, um, health, taking care of people. And, you know, you and I, we've, we've talked a lot, so this is not like I'm telling you anything new, and this is something that I think we share is this that like this, this discomfort with the way things are and wanting to see things done a little bit differently, not really knowing what it was, but, but knowing that there was something that wasn't really working for me. And eventually after graduating medicine, I left and I went out into the world to figure out what, what this world was about, to find out what true health meant. And I, I, I did a couple of things and I ended up uh, starting a podiatry practice with a a business partner and I was running the business. So I was doing everything that was not taking care of patients. And yet at the same time, um during medical school, my training was in orthopedics. And specifically I did a lot of research in foot and ankle uh reconstruction. So I'm actually published in foot and ankle journals, research journals. And uh you know, so so while I was running the business, part of the marketing of a of a of any practice is how do we take care of patients, right? What do our patients say about us when they leave, and and how do they you know how do they feel? And so, I started to dig in because I had this knowledge of foot and ankle medicine, and I started to dig into, read books, uh, read research, study um, Instagram pages, social media, and and all of a sudden it just all came together for me that like what we were doing uh, as as healthcare providers for foot and ankle care just wasn't making any sense, and it was really more about making money and about keeping people in the system than it was about making them feel you know getting them healthy so yeah i discovered this barefoot thing i i saw that not a lot of people were talking about it online except for just a handful of of people like yourself and and so i just dove into it and started to share my experiences of learning about this and that just how the urban barefoot was born and so I started taking off my shoes and I started going out into the, into the world and, and, and yeah, it was so exciting. And then over time, um, you know, this what started as like a better way to take care of people's feet, started to evolve and take shape into what it really was for me, which is, um, which was about being super present in the world, like really paying attention to everything that's going on, feeling, um, everything that was, that, that was around me every step every step that I took and and choosing not to numb myself anymore, not to allow myself to live in the comfort of, you know, of a pair of shoes. And, and that sort of like kept evolving and, and really helped to kick up, kickstart my personal development work, which Mm -hmm. led me um, finally to the, to, to this work that I do now, which is, it's it's a it's a whole body of work. But one of the really big pieces of it that's really resonated with me is this emotional body um, training, so, so to speak. So, you know, in, in, in our work, we say that we have several bodies. So we have, you know, the physical body, we have, you know, bones, muscles, organs, chemical processes, all of these things that we can touch and feel and we measure. And, and, and then there's uh, an intellectual body. So you have your mind and the mind um, has its, you know, you know, learning and books and, and intellectual conversations and reading and, and, and yeah, just like taking courses and workshops. Like this is really feeding the intellectual body. And then there's this emotional body, which um, we don't really know much about. Like, you know, we know about the physical body. We know how to measure everything and do all the research. And we, the intellectual body really kind of like works together with that that right like we learn about everything and we measure everything and that really feeds the intellectual body but then when it comes to this emotional body what 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 is it and like how do we feed it what 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 about it like we have all these feelings and these emotions but we don't really know what to do with it and you could argue that in our world actually we're taught how not to use it right we're told Mm. don't be so angry don't you know you don't need to be sad like boys don't cry you know like you know suck it up right come on you know, especially for us men, this is and this is a big topic. And the timing of this conversation is so perfect and beautiful, because I just came out of a three day uh, workshop with men. So it was like, it was a uh, base about 20 men. And we gathered for three days, 12 hour days and digging into all of this. And then, you know, there's, so there's physical, intellectual, and, and emotional, and then there's this energetic body that also has its own nourishment, which is like, sacred practices um um yeah you know, sacred objects and also like feeling energetically spaces which sounds a bit hazy but there's a lot of really beautiful uh nourishment for that body and so yeah i the, the our world really puts a lot of emphasis on physical and intellectual and very literal and almost a rejection of emotional and energetic and mm-hmm. so this is this is like where my Focus is right now, specifically in the emotional body, because even these days with a lot of spiritual practices and like you know spiritual communities, you'll get the energetic, the energetic stuff, the meditations, the you know people set up their altars and 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 we're learning about these things, but the emotional body is still very much like a mystery.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think at this time as well, like I'm. I didn't know anything about this stuff, right? So Jeff and I just by chance, you know, caught up for a chat. Um, and we're in different parts of the world, might I add, where, <laughs> you know, Jeff's in the States, I'm in Australia. And we caught up um, for for a bit of a chat, just a bit of a catch-up. And we were chatting about the work he's been doing. And it really made me realise that this emotional body that that Jeff's talking about, it's something that I guess I've had a yearning for to to want to work on but didn't know I needed to, didn't know how to. But it's so important. I see people like here in the clinic, just friends, um, you know, friends with children, whatever, that make comments or you can see they're hurting or, you know, and not necessarily in a like a, a terrible hurting way, but people don't know how to deal with emotions. And like Jeff said, we almost regress them. Like up until we spoke, whatever it was, you know, recently about some of this stuff, it even made me realize how I speak to my kids about certain emotions where, you know, and I didn't know any better. So I'm, I'm not going to blame myself for, for what I didn't know before this, but, you know, and like you say, with men, it might be that they um, they might be angry. You know, my kids might be angry or or there's times where I might feel angry and I don't know how to deal with it. And as a society, we're told, you know, don't get angry. That's that's not a good thing to do. Or, you know, oh, you, you seem upset. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Like, just don't have that emotion, you know. And it wasn't until Jeff and I was speaking that I realised that, and you can touch on this in a lot more detail than, than me in a second if you don't mind, but if like, we don't touch on these emotions and we don't deal with them, we don't let them out, we don't know how to feel them, we regress them, and then it becomes this, the way I took our conversation recently is it's like everything bottles up and comes together and then you lose touch with what each emotion is, how to deal with it, and when they start to rise up, then it's just you get this overwhelming explosion of certain certain emotions so can you just touch more on you know this emotional body and and i guess expand on what i took away from our conversation recently i just think it's so important and with all these like here in australia now we've got these lockdowns again that some people are for some are against there's a big push for lots of things right now and i'm seeing a lot of people that are very emotional (laughs) about some of these topics and rather than dealing with these emotions and and trying to work out what it is they're feeling, how they can, you know, maybe work through some of these better people are just fighting, arguing, debating, um, and not healthy debating. So tell us more about this emotional body. Dive deep, Jeff. Yeah. So, you know, it's,
1: I, I really love what you said. Um, and I'm going to repeat it because I think it's so important is that just because you don't allow yourself to feel something doesn't mean it goes away. Right. Just because you repress something doesn't mean, oh, that I'm just going to sit here and meditate until I don't feel angry anymore. Like It's just not how it works. This a lot of what we do is we just bottle shit stuff. Uh, we bottle it down into um, like putting it away, feeling ashamed of, of it. And, and, and what it does is it, it locks itself up in our body in different ways sometimes it becomes it like, you know, so the, I, I want to take a step back. Cause like we talked about these bodies, right? So there's like physical, intellectual, emotional, and energetic. So when, 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 when we're repressing in any of the bodies, it's going to come out in, in some other way. Right. So, so when you, when you put, when you bottle your anger, you, you start to feel confusion, right? So that's in the mental body, right? So the, you have this anger and, and you don't let yourself feel the anger. So you bec- it can become confusion or it can become, you know, an explosion or it can become pain or disease in the physical body. Mm. And so, you know, this is, they talk about that like the body keeps the score or whatever, whatever book you that people have read or popular book that's out there, there is different ways of saying that, like, you can't just, you can't just, um, pretend away your your feelings right so um that that's like it's like a super important really important point because i've I've had many cases I work with people one on one and you know some some people come to me with with body pain like you know it, not not surprisingly I had a woman come to me with foot pain that she'd had for three months and and she didn't know what it was about and she didn't hurt herself and she didn't you know she couldn't figure it out and so we started to dig in and, and The first thing she said to me was, I feel like I can't put my foot down. And 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 I don't I don't know if it's that way in Australia, but in the US, that that is a it's a figure of speech. When you can't put your foot down, it means you cannot set a boundary, right? You can't say no. Like you can't, you can't Mm -hmm. um you you know, you can't say like I'm not gonna do this or something. It's like putting your foot down means like, like, I'm drawing the line here, right? Like we're not and, and that is a function of of anger, right? So she was not able to use her anger to set a boundary with somebody and it happened right like the timing was almost exactly like it was exactly when she had this like disagreement with somebody where she wasn't able to put her foot down to set a boundary and so this foot pain started and, and within an hour and a half of like going into it and feeling the anger and letting it out and letting it speak the foot pain just mysteriously vanished right so so that's just one example and and to go deeper you know we yeah we, we're in a culture where we we put all these things into the shame department like if you if you have anger that's bad if you have fear that's bad if you feel sadness that's bad and even if you feel joy too much that's bad so yeah so to 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 kind of take a step back like if we if we just take the emotional body and look at it individually um, we've, we've found through our, through experiments and research that the emotional body has feelings and emotions and feelings are like things that happen right now that help you to do things. And emotions are, are feelings that got stuck a long time ago. So when you were young or even, you know, throughout, throughout life that, that feelings come up and you bottle them down, they become these emotions and they get stuck in different ways in, in the body. So in, in the, in, in, the category of feelings, we say that we have four feelings, four 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 territories of feelings, right? We have anger, fear, sadness, and joy. And, and in our world, there's, there's stories about what these things are. And so we call that like the, we'll call like the old, the old stories. The old stories are that anger is violent and aggressive Mm. and out of control and harmful and irresponsible and not okay. Right. And then, um, you know, so, so that's, so that's in the old story. So, and and we're trying to create a new story about anger. So if these feelings are neutral energy that like really inform us on what to do, we can, we can really easily understand that anger is what my, my energy for taking action, for doing something, for setting a boundary, for saying yes or saying no, right. For like getting clarity, right. Like um, it's, it's, it's not socially acceptable to ice to say, I feel angry about this. It's more socially acceptable to say, I feel confused. Like I'm confused. It's a much more socially acceptable thing, but confusion is anger. It's just, so instead of saying I'm confused, you just say, I feel angry because, you know, I don't understand what you're saying. Then that's your energy for saying something, right? Like, I don't understand. So I want to, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to ask for clarity. Right. So it's like, you you know, when, when anger comes up in the body, which it's it's in the body, not in the mind, you say anger, what do you have for me? Right. What are you trying to tell me? And, and that way, instead of denying your anger and shaming it away and bottling it up, you can have a, a, a real like adult conversation with anger. And mm. it can inform you about really important things that you need to do. The same thing with fear, the old story about fear. It's that it's, you know, it's for wussies, it's for girls, it's um, weak, right? It's it's and, and now even now in the spiritual communities, it's the opposite of love, right? Fear is the opposite of love, which is a really dangerous story that we're telling right now. Um, and, and yeah, it's irresponsible and childish fear. And if we turn it into the, a new story about fear, fear is a beautiful energy source for being alert, aware, for, and for uh, navigation, right? Like whatever I'm afraid of, that's where like my growth and magic is available for me. And um, yeah, it's for seeing the edges of your comfort zone and deciding whether you want to jump off and, and expand into new territory. It's also for creativity, right? Which is kind of in the same, the same story, right? Like when you feel fear, you can get creative and try different things. Mm. So, so, and so, so, so yeah. So like anger is for taking action. Fear is for being creative and, and for navigating like which direction to go. So, so if, you know, if you bring fear and anger together, it's like fear is telling you which way to go and anger is for going. So like you put them together and then, Now you got, now you're like taking action and you're going in a new direction. And it's like, instead of having all the shame and, and, you know, and negativity around the feelings, now they're available and they're, Uh and they're, they're really important. They're like your, your guides. Like they're, it's like the, yeah, all the wisdom of your body. So when we talk about innate wisdom, it's like this, these are like, this It's like that you have a compass and it has four directions and the directions are anger, fear, sadness, and joy. And so, just to complete it, you know, sadness also has its old stories, but then in the new story of, of sadness, sadness is a, an energy for connection and for reaching out and saying, Hey, I miss you, right? Or like um, also for being vulnerable, for choosing vulnerability, for choosing depth and intimacy. And it's also an energy for grieving and for letting go, for shedding, making space for something new, right? Like a, a loved one dies and we grieve and and it's okay. And, you know, we don't have to, you know, the men don't have to man up about it. You know, they, you, you, I I argue that the strongest thing, the, the strongest thing you can do is to not be strong, right? The most, the most powerful thing you can do as a man is not be strong and like, keep it, hold it together. Like let yourself break down, let yourself cry, let yourself be sad and make space for something new to feel fully like, you know, everything that's that's there, and and allow yourself because like what's going on these days in this world really is that women feel shortchanged, women feel neglected almost by the numbness of men. And I, you know, when I say numbness, I mean that's like this inability or in 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 incapability of of feeling like this. Yeah, and and so imagine if you as a man you were like able to break down and cry alongside your partner. Like how beautiful is that, you know, Mm. and, and it doesn't have to be just when it's socially appropriate, like somebody dying, it could also be when you're feeling overwhelmed, right? When you're feeling like, you know, life is too hard. And instead of pretending like it's all good and manning up, like let yourself break down with your partner and, and do it, have that moment together. Like what kind of, what more intimacy could you hope for? like what deeper intimacy could you hope for than to like be fully vulnerable with your partner? And, um, yeah, the last one's joy and there's, you know, it's, you you know, you wouldn't think that joy has an old story, but it does like you're, if, if you feel too, too much joy, like you're crazy, you're on drugs, you're unreasonable. You are naive, right? Like, yeah, you're you're like on drugs, you're manic. And so the new story, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the new story is that joy is for leadership. It's for being the example it's for going first. And it's also for acknowledging and celebrating others who, um you know, are, are really living um in this, you know, um, open vulnerable way. And, and so, so yeah, so this is, and, and just like, the physical body must be trained, right? You got to do the, the exercise and some people get personal trainers and they do exercise classes and the yoga classes to learn to move their physical body. And you get teachers and coaches to, to learn things and to, 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 yeah, to, to get, gain new skills. You also need to train this emotional body. And so, and, and that doesn't exist in our world, right? We don't really have that. Like, You don't, who do you go to, to train your emotional body? Who do you go to, to learn how to feel? Mm. Because just because we have these things doesn't mean we know how to use them. We don't, most of our world doesn't speak the language of their feelings. They don't know how to connect and and understand their feelings and, and know when they're coming up. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's huge possibility and information that's being missed. Um, And so I think what was really beautiful is when you and I connected when you had that realization about about how you interact with your kids and how you you without knowing, right because you don't know what you don't know, you have been you know un- unintentionally blocking their 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 wisdom, the wisdom of their body.
0: Mm. But even for me, like right now I have you, knowing you know like a. <clears throat> a snippet more of <laughs> this world, um, you know, it made me realize last time that like I'm not even getting vulnerable with my kids, you know, I'll try and, and and put that facade on where it's you know, something will happen and I'll be like, have empathy for them or sympathy if I need to, but it's like, yeah, I'm not getting vulnerable and being, Mm. part of that with them, you're almost disconnecting from that experience. Yeah. Like you said, with your wife or your kids, like you're not kind of in there and experiencing that with them and, and understanding what they're going through when you try trying to put up that wall and you know, you're there for your arm around them, pat them in the back. Yep, you're, you're okay. You know, all righty, off you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Just it's just scary. You know, it, it's too is, scary. It's, men, it is scary. Us like,
1: men, right? us men, us men specifically, we live in the old map right when the old Mm. stories and to shift that framework takes time and it takes an intention it takes well first awareness right knowing that there's actually a different way because how could we possibly know this is like a fish realizing they're in water Mm. right like the yeah fish doesn't know they're in water they they just that's their life that's how they that's what that's that's what they've been in and to have Mm. that that realization like oh wait this is water Right. That's that's for step one. And then and then the next so it's, it's, a, it's like the the learning spiral, right? Like you go from unconsciously incompetent, right? You don't know that you don't know. You didn't even know this was an option. And then next thing you get, you, you have this realization awareness, which pushes you into conscious incompetence. So now you know that it's a, that it's something that exists and that's that's a different way. And yet you still don't know how to how to what to do. So a lot of Mm. people that will be listening to this will now officially move into conscious incompetence. Like you've just seen something new and you can't unsee it. Mm. You can choose to ignore it, but you have not, you cannot unsee, unhear, unknow this, and then, then, then it's, then you start practicing and you move into conscious competence, right? You slowly practice. And, and that's, that's, that's maybe one of the hardest parts of this is to actually show up for this and choose to do this work because it's really scary. Like you just said, like it's really scary. It's really hard to like shift an entire framework around like how you relate to your kids and to your partner and to your friends and, and, Mm. and also to start realizing that they're also lacking it. They, they're also not, they also don't have this.
0: No, we're not teaching them. They're not going to know. Right. It's funny. Um, there's been a few things like just, again, being more aware of this, you know, stuff now. I mean, I've always like had an awareness around obviously working on your physical body is what I do with people and their feet and movement. Yep. So I've always kind of worked on that. Spiritual, kind of intellectual bodies, obviously we kind of, well, not everyone, but intellectually at the school, we work on that to a certain extent. Spiritual stuff I've always been interested in and, and kind of, you know, do bits of work but This emotional stuff just blew me away i saw into you um it made me down the snow not long after um and my seven-year-old he's a deep thinker you know he's he's got a lot of stuff just he's like me he just <laughs> he keeps things in he thinks deep he thinks a lot about things and sometimes you can just see he's like yeah, he'll get into these bits where maybe he's angry about something but doesn't know how to express it, doesn't even know what he's angry about or he's just happy, like, and we're down the snow. He was just in this mood, you know? He was just... And him and I were just off riding together, sitting on the chairlift, and I was like, mate, like, you know, snap out of it. Like, this is... You're being silly. Like, you're going to ruin ruin our days. Like, I got back into that old... The old map, right? And I'm kind of... And then you popped into my head. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to try a different tack here because it isn't working. It wasn't working. I was getting cranky. He was getting cranky. So on the next chairlift up, I said, look, you look frustrated or angry. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what's going on? Talk to me. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm angry about, but I feel angry. I said, cool. Let's get it out. (laughs) And I said, just scream it out. Get it out of your body before this next chairlift ends because we need to, like, get through this day and then we can talk about it this afternoon when we can sit and think about it. Let's get it out of your body. And he's like, oh, that's silly, whatever. So I start roaring like a lion on this, all (laughs) right? And the next minute he's doing it, he's laughing. He's, like, by the top of the chairlift, his whole persona had changed. And so, how do you feel? He's like, good. He's like, I don't know what I was angry about, but that definitely feels better. Well, you can thank Jeff for that. And and the rest of the day, it was great, right? He got it out. I don't think we even chatted that night about what it was, but just giving him that space to just like instead of bottling it up, just get angry for those couple of seconds, it made such a difference. And I know there's a lot of deeper work that needs to be done. Like we discussed in more detail last time we chatted, you know, this stuff goes deeper. There's a lot of drills, but, you know, just giving... What I found is giving him that that little bit of space, even just to acknowledge that he, he had some sort of feeling going on, was huge. Another snow story. His coach, funnily enough, I don't think he really understands his emotional body connection per se, but Bead was doing some like airbag training with him. Like, again, he's seven. This stuff's big, you know, like he's, he's doing some for his age, like he's getting launched. He's doing stuff that is well beyond probably what his capability should be at his age. He's training with some Australian and Olympic riders that, you know, it's, it's overwhelming for him. It's pretty cool, but it's also, it's big, right? Mm. And this coach of his, you know, B was having some, some fear and not dropping in and not doing what he was meant to be doing, even though he had done it before, but he just got into this fear-based mind frame. And his coach, like absolute legend, put him aside and, and telling him that fear is a choice. You know, and and B's like, I don't get it. Like, I'm scared. And he's like, of course you are. And like he was saying before, he was saying, that's your body telling you that you need to actually hold up and think about this. It's just a warning sign. It's not saying don't do it. It's not saying don't jump. It's just saying, oh, this is new. Let's let's consider the risks. But he said, you know, fear is always a choice. You either like take fear on and and explore it and nine times out of ten you'll do it safely or you keep fear locked up and you'll never get that jump done. And then he said, once you get, once you get, you know, um, you explore that fear, then get angry at that jump and go and do it. And funnily enough, what did he do? He, he assessed it. We had a chat about what he was about to do. You know, it wasn't that much bigger than what he'd just done previously. And he got angry as hell with this jump and stomped it. You know, like it's funny what you're saying about it before, like how fear, anger comes together and you can take that new directional path um, and use them to your ability to to explore new realms or to to push into that uncomfortable zone. Um, yeah. So the more it's kind of on my radar, it's been interesting looking at emotions and 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 not on a deep level. I'm obviously looking surface level, mm-hmm. um, just to what people are saying to me and what's holding them back. It's, it's a very interesting realm that you're uh, that you're playing with. I think it's really really cool. Yeah, you know, I wrote down a few of the phrases that, that uh, you know,
1: that I hear parents using with their kids, and not, not just parents with kids, but, but people with other people, you know, like, calm down, stop yelling, don't be so angry, you don't have to cry, there's no reason to be scared, right? Don't be scared, don't, don't this, don't that. And it's like, yeah, like, what is the efficacy of these phrases? Like, what is it really, what is it doing? Like, how does it help? And, and I, I see that time and time again, it just doesn't do anything. It just creates more frustration on the part of the person receiving the invalidation, which is what this is. It's like, you know, something's coming up for somebody and, and the other, and the person who's using this kinds of things, it's like just invalidating the, the, this energy that's, that's flowing through the, the, the body. And, you know, you and I talked, uh, last time i remember this example and it's it, it's like always resonating for me it's like you're in a restaurant or you know somewhere public and your child is feeling you know it's it's, it's like is frustrated and angry and like you know you're like feeling all this kind of like you know self-consciousness because like you're in a public place and like you tell hey just chill out and then they just kept more angry and you're just like stop like you know and then it's like always oh, like keep doing this we're gonna leave right and it's just like it just like it just tears people apart and, mm. and and so it's like okay what if you just took yeah like just like what you did on the chairlift like what if you just took them aside and said okay i see that you're angry what are you angry about just tell me what you're angry about you know like yeah it, and 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 let them just share everything and and you know on there's more tools that you can use which I don't, we don't have a bunch of time but you can like There's this thing called communication loops where you're just like everything they say, you just repeat it back to them so you know that they, that you heard them. So they know you heard them. And then like let them just keep going until the anger, like it's all the, all, all of the information that anger wanted to share is shared. And then it can go away, it can dissipate and it can, you know, it can know, it can feel heard and, and then, and it can, and it can go. And then, you know, from that anger, there might be like, an action item or a question that comes up and then you as a, as, as a parent or a space holder, a partner can say, you know, can decide what to do about that, you know, decide what to do. So, you know, we have this um, example and, and I just, yeah, it's just an example. And, and some of this it, uh, is, is kind of like old, old way, but like, I'll just use it anyway. Cause I think it's important. So like, you know, let's say, Um, there's, there's one partner is at home and the other partner gets back from work and the partner that gets back from work is, is hungry. Right. And they, and they say to their partner, they go, they say like, why isn't dinner ready yet? You know, and that's the, that's the, the, the message that they deliver based on I'm hungry, right? This happens all the time. Like we have an urge and we encode it a certain way. Um, sometimes we do it responsibly. Sometimes not. And you could say that's a, probably a pretty irresponsible way of encoding. I'm hungry. It's like where? Why isn't dinner ready? And so the, the the other partner that's at home can then choose to do two things: decode it responsibly or irresponsibly. So they can get triggered about it and be like, "What the hell? Like why? How? Why? Why would you speak to me that way? What's wrong with you? You always do this, right? And then you start this whole battle." Mm. about it or the partner can do something totally different which is they can say they can do this uh, take a responsible step and say you know understand that there's probably something deeper than why isn't dinner ready yet and they can just say I heard you I heard you um wanting to know why dinner isn't ready yet and then the first person will probably do something like yes I work so hard and I'm so stressed and like you know when I come home I just want so I just want to have something ready to eat, and then the the person can go again and say, "Oh yeah, I hear that you're really stressed and work is, you know, really tough, and that you, when you get home you want something to eat. Yeah, because my boss is such a this, and they're just like, and 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 I'm I feel like he's gonna fire me soon if I don't like if we don't figure this out. Oh okay, yeah, I hear that you're yeah that you you know your your boss is being really tough and and you might yeah and you're afraid that you might lose your job if if they don't figure this out yes and you know and and they'll just keep going deeper and like this is this is kind of what intimacy is all about like allowing the space for each other to say what you really want to say versus what you how you encode your message based on Mm -hmm. all this stuff that's going on and then now you get to go deep with each other so even with kids this works really well there's like countless examples of like Child goes to parents like, oh, my brother hit me and blah 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 and and you know and they're crying and oh my brother hit me and then the parents the initial move will is usually like, okay, I'm gonna go down there, I'm gonna and and we're gonna punish the the other child, but instead if 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 you try something like oh I hear that your brother hit you, and they go yeah because I was playing with his doll and then like and then I threw it and oh so you know he. You you were playing with his thing and you threw it and he he was angry about it. Yeah, and you know I did it because he was doing this. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you and you did it because he was doing that. Yes, and um, I hate I I hate I hate him. Oh, you you hate him, and then they're like, yeah, but I don't want to hate him. And, oh, okay, you don't want to hate it, and it's, it's this really cool experiment that you can try and when people when you repeat something back to somebody exactly the way you heard it they usually do something they say yes or some version of yes and then that's like a ding and then like it's the ability to peel off a layer of the communication so they can go into the next layer of what they really wanted to say and then by the end the kid has his his or her resolution you don't have to punish anybody there doesn't have to be a fight and you just saved yourself you know, all the pain of having to scold your children and the children, all of the trauma of being scolded. And now you just came closer together and everybody wins, right? It's like a winning happening situation. And it's so beautiful, right? Like all these Mm. tools are available to, to have deeper, more intimate relationships with the people you love, instead of resorting to what we were taught, which doesn't, Work.
0: Now we see that it doesn't work, and society is probably getting worse for it. I think that's really cool. So with with this work, like you say, it works in children. Is there like a, an age bracket that this works for? Like I see for me myself as a parent, like my role is that I'm a guide right for my kids that's the more i I try and work on myself with things whether it's physical body whether it's now this emotional like work spiritual work for me the reason i do most of this stuff is i can guide my children not force them not but just give them a framework of, of what and not even what is best because i don't know what's best right but But what I think is best for me at this point in time with the knowledge I have, like I'm trying to guide my children. So is this something that like my children could do this work themselves? Is this something that is better off that the parents really take on board and try and pass on through showing and through, you know, living and breathing this stuff? Like how does this best work in your experience?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. One one thing that... um brings me a lot of sadness um very often is that i you know i feel sad that i never had guides right that Mm. growing up i never had real strong um guides and elders in this work and the reason i say that is because yeah we can teach this to the children we can and we can have we can make classes for the children of course we can this is for humans this is like literally human 101 training is what it really is and at the same time like i would so much rather do this with parents and have the parents do this for their kids like yeah i what 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 would make me so happy is to see a new generation of of people who were who who were guided by their parents who who were guided in the in the core of their family who who yeah it's like You know when you think of a a real a true guide like a, a true you know you like let's say you're going to do a forest like nature journey adventure and you you would get a guide and and that guide wouldn't be someone who's read a book or who's you know who learned about it intellectually they would be someone who's been into that jungle right they have they know that jungle inside and out and they can guide you as a result and so yeah. Well, you know, we, we, I was, I went to a yoga class and after the class, we were talking with someone and we were talking about all of this work and it's like, you know, the difference between a therapist and a guide is that, a, you know, a guide has actually done the work on, on themselves and they've gone through their shadows and they've, they've dealt with their own challenges and pain. And a therapist has just learned and taking exams, yeah, you know, like and, and physical therapists, you know, doctors, most doctors, and you know, it's like, it, I, I, yeah, like, uh, how do you get a yoga certification? You do two hundred hours of yoga, and then you can guide other people in yoga. How do you get uh, 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 you know, uh, a psychology license? You learn books and you take exams. So I argue that, you know, therapists should have to go through 200 hours of therapy before they can be therapists. Right. Like that's that's who I want to be guided by. That's who I want to 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 do to, to be a therapist for me is someone who's been through it. And so yes, this is for everybody. Mm. And I would like to have adults go through this and be the the guides for their children and for their friends and family members you don't need to have a cert- certification you don't need to have a diploma a degree anything you just have to go do it go live it and then share this with others you know it's like i always it's kind of a joke but it's it's very real that i when i work with people one-on-one and training them on this work and doing the the healing processes like I'm not so interested in their healing as much as I'm interested in preparing them to take this to the next, you know, to their community, right? Like right now, this is what we need. Like the planet, our planet is in big, is in big trouble. And what we need is an uh, exponential like expansion of space holders and people that are able to, you know, under, who who understand their own feelings and emotions and because of that are able to hold space for other people. And mm. what a beautiful intention to help to have parents ready to yeah to to help their teach their kids how to navigate their own feelings and emotions instead of putting them away instead of ignoring trying trying to ignore them because the more you try to ignore them the bigger and more scary they get. <laughs> yeah. So
0: mm. And it's like weird because hey, you think back to like a lot of the native cultures and they I mean, from what I've like read and seen, like obviously wasn't there, but they had guides. They had, you know, potentially shamans and things that were there to like to listen, to help heal, like sit around campfires. There was a lot of connection where I, I think for me, my take on this is, 'Cause I guess, you know, back in like native cultures, this sort of stuff and this sort of work probably happened just it happened, right? It's like exercise, you didn't go and <laughs> if you were in like a native tribe, you weren't like, All right guys, I'm just heading off down the gym, I'll be back to, to hunt that lion in a second. It's like movement and living was how you exercise. Like you'd sit around campfires and deal with these emotional bodies. There'd be ceremonies for that spiritual work, like this stuff would have just happened. And then as we've become more or created more comfort in our world and it's caused more disconnect, you know, now instead of reaching out to a guide or someone who, even a therapist, people would jump on Google, you know, and yeah. look at just getting information rather than turning someone with experience or, or even a therapist who has maybe not lived it but does have a better knowledge yeah, you know, and there's still well, there's still some experience in yeah, that, you know, because the, they put a lot of time into that. Yeah,
1: the story in our world is if you go seek help, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, right. If you go get help, there's something wrong. And God, what a what a sad reality where you know we used to be in community in tribes, get, have each other support moment to moment all the time. There were elders and, and councils of elders that would help guide the community. And We don't have that anymore and 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 it's it's a, such a segregated world right everything you everyone lives in their little box and you don't have to see anybody if you don't want to just you get your Netflix and order your food through the apps and like you don't literally don't need to leave your house anymore there's like no we don't, no we't we anymore we we know <laughs> yeah we know that, and it's been it's been proven which is yeah that's any that's a whole other conversation of how scary that is but um yeah we don't we don't we don't work together we don't we don't support each other and so you know, I, like, I just, like I said earlier, I, I just went through this workshop with 20 men and what a beautiful, and like the feedback from everybody, you know, how beautiful it was to go through a process together and see ourselves through others, right. See, mm. see, like whenever someone shares their deep vulnerable, like share, I see a bit of myself, right. Cause there's some aspect of that, that I relate to. And I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. I went through something similar. I have something. And so when, when, when I see them open up about it, it gives me permission to open up more about it and to, you know, open up more to myself about it and, and grow through that experience and, you know, reframe and, and, and feel more deeply connected to somebody. But yeah, we don't have that. And it's, you know, the only way to to grow is, is, is together. Mm. We, you know, we, I think we talked about this, but, you know, we are the best at hiding from ourselves. We're the best at hiding from ourselves. Like we make up all kinds of stories to justify all of our beliefs. And if we don't, if we're not open to feedback, if we're not open to listening to what others have to say about us, we're going to miss all of our blind spots, because that's the whole thing. They're blind spots they are blind to us. And, Mm. and we, we do it on purpose. We almost blind ourselves on purpose to protect ourselves from being wrong or being you know something some to having a realization that what we've been doing is may, maybe not the, the best thing to do for ourselves and so we, we yeah it's like, like a lot of
0: people there's judgment right like judgments is a it's a huge thing like, that's, by, yeah. like with my kids like they're only young and they're already talking about in their own words judgment is fear of like being judged by society like all yeah. they want to do I guess all most people want to do is be heard and be seen, you know, and that fear of judgment where then people will stop listening to you and stop looking at you. It's huge. It's kind of disconnection more from society. Yeah. yeah it's, a di-
1: it's, it's dimensional frameworks though, because like ju- you can, you can perceive judgment in different or like, you know, it's what it is is feedback, right? You can see, hmm. You can say like there's a there's an old story about feedback and a new one. The old story is that it's judgment, it's blame, it's you know, it's like all these things that are hurtful. But you can also see it as like what worked, what didn't work, what 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 opportunities I have for improvement, how I can do things differently. And it, it it's a simple switch, right? It's a very mm-hmm. simple switch, and all you have to do is whenever someone says something to you about. The way that you acted the way that you showed up what what you just say thank you because they're giving you gold right we live in this network and we thrive in on this network and everything is you know in connection with everybody so if the network is giving you yeah you 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 put yourself out there and the network says oh that that's that works that doesn't work you know maybe you can do this a little bit differently and you can you can you can either close yourself off and be like, "Oh my God, the network hates me; they don't want me," or you can you can realize that actually the network loves me and they want me to, they want the best for me in their own way. So they're giving me, they're giving me feedback. They're letting me know what worked, mm-hmm. what didn't work, and um, yeah, like it, you know, any communication at its source is "I love you," and you can, even even if someone says "I hate you," what they're really saying is. I love you so much and you're not showing up the way that, that, that I want you to. So, you know, like, so like I'm letting you know because, yeah, like if someone says anything to you, they're basically saying I love you. So if you can like take that reframe, like for anyone listening, you know, try this experiment for the next week and hold a piece of your attention to remember that every communication is I love you. Every single one, anything anybody tells you is, is really at the source. I love you and see how that changes the interactions and the possibilities available. See how it changes your reaction and how you interact with the person and what, what the result of the interaction is, even if they say something that, that you don't really like so much.
0: So someone like, is there next to you in the car? full road rage, blowing up at you, just get out of the car, walk over, give them a hug, say, thank you, I love you too. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> well,
1: they, they, that person is, is obviously experiencing a lot of unconscious anger. Yeah, and it's and, and it's, yeah, pain, and it's deeply emotional, right? Like, that's something from, from, from their past, probably from a family member or a partner that they're holding in all the tissues of their body. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to get out of the car and give them a hug might be one of the most healing things that that could happen and the most important thing that they needed, you know, in their life at that moment. And Mm. and it's, it's an extreme example of like getting a car, but just like holding love, (laughs) holding love in your heart for that person and knowing that, you know, they're going through something. Yeah. Right. And they just don't have a connection to their anger, to, to be able to listen and just say, you know, thank you, anger. And instead they're just like trying to bottle it up and put it away. So I'll give you one more example. I was sitting with a friend recently and um, he just uh, had a separation and it's, and it's been a while. And, and so I was asking, I saw him again for the first time and I was asking him questions. And eventually he was, he's like, "I'm yeah, I know everything's great. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't, I, you know, we figured it out. I'm good. And then I'm, and then, you know, I'm just like asking a few more questions. He's like, listen, I don't want you to interrogate me about this anymore. And I said, okay, I, he- I hear that, that this, it, it seems, it looks like you have like, you're feeling some anger about this. And f- event finally we were able to, to like open up and get, get in there. But like, you know, it's like people are so afraid to feel their feelings that they just make up these stories. Like, no, everything's okay, and it's like you can. If you become really sensitive, you can notice that there's something there, and it's like there's so much shame in talking about it. And 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 my, I propose that it's just like just talk about.
0: It. Like we can just talk about it, and like yes, everything. Maybe okay. it's not even. Maybe it's not even fear of like dealing with emotions. Maybe it's also just not knowing how to deal with them. Yeah, you know, so like there's there's a fear because you don't know how to right, yeah, right. It
1: kind of it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, we, yeah we'll get really intellect we can get really intellectual <laughs> yeah. about it and like and the only way to actually understand is to do practices so yeah if, if if yeah if if i can close this in any way it would be to say that like none of this stuff matters if there's no practice right yeah. we cannot have an intellectual conversation about emotions i mean we, we can and yet nothing will change unless you go into it and, and, and go do the work, right? Like go try things. So,
0: yeah. So, so with that, how can we, because obviously people who listen to this um, from all parts of the globe, does this work over Zoom or over like, you know, a, a virtual realm or do we need to all fly to the States to, to be with you how how can this work and uh, i guess another part of this question is and how much time obviously it's a journey like you know i'm guessing like fitness you know it's something that people understand or nutrition like you don't have one good meal and you are fix like it's obviously <laughs> a journey and you kind of maintain that but to get people started and to get a bit of a framework and understanding to then maintain some of this work. Yeah. Does it work on online and how much time do people need to, to get this kicked off for them?
1: It takes time. It (laughs) it takes time. And yes, you can do it online. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it works. Yes. Like I, there's lots of zoom, groups about this that that take place and and trainers and navigators that that help to awaken this connection to the emotional body and and yes we can do it you no know, you and i did a little practice the other day and and that already has made such big shifts right and and yeah. you're absolutely right it's just like exercise just like nutrition it's like it's a practice that then becomes a new lifestyle it's not yeah. a one time shot
0: but then people can, so my my understanding from when we chatted the other day, um, or week, whenever it was now, time flies, but so once you get some, some drills, you can go and practice that at home, like a personal trainer might give you some exercises or a yeah. diet plan. You go and do that for a period of time, and then there's always room to come and check back in and progress and 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 sort of work through blockages, right? That's kind of how this yeah. So I think work works. I
1: think what you're getting to is um. What what I what I usually do is have like eight week or twelve week um like kind of initiations, mm-hmm. we could call it like journeys that where where we, where where we dig in every week, once a week, and you know get on a on a Zoom call for like two hours, an hour half two hours. And then have practices to take home based on what comes up in those sessions and, and from that kind of like set, set people off on their journey. But really what, what, you know, what comes after that is, is probably even more important, which is to start getting groups of people together, whether it's just your family that you guys, you know, you set, you set time aside or you, you create practices that you do every day um, and, and start to integrate this into your community. Yeah, and that's and and yes, like there's a kick, like you call it a Kickstarter, like a spark, uh, a training where we just like dive in and um, and explore this together. And yeah, we do you do extra, we do exercise and stuff, and then you take those back. And like like you know, this is a whole new way of looking at things. This is it's, it's a totally decentralized way. So once you've gone through it, then the way to the way to keep up is to keep doing it. You know, with other people. So you gather your friends, you gather your family and say, Hey, I learned this new thing. And like, let's practice it. Like maybe like, you know, every week we get together and we, we, we practice these things or like, you know, there's this one called uh, three, 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 which I think I might've mentioned to you, but basically three days a week. So like, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you pick three minutes each of those days and you get really angry for three minutes. You're just like, go full blast anger yeah like roaring and and if you have a bed like hitting the bed just throw a tantrum for three minutes and start to get to know your anger get to know what anger feels like in your body and you just do it for three minutes and you know it's like for like three months let's say and and that starts to you start to tune your anger so that when you're out in the world and anger comes up you're like oh i know what this is you know i i, I this this I, I i you know i know i know anger and you don't have to let it destroy the moment and you can just pause for a second and say, okay, this is anger, Mm. you know, anger. What do you got for me? Like, what's, you know? say, I feel angry because whatever. And, and, and then it, you know, you, you start to become the creator and the navigator of your life instead of your feelings being the navigator of you.
0: Yeah. And I guess to put this in a different um, way, like, it's, for me, like doing some of this work since we chatted um, and try, we worked on anger. Um, it was, what probably two weeks at least since we we chatted and, and Jeff took me through the emotion of anger and feeling it and trying to like well trying to feel it basically with in a controlled environment. And it was it was uncomfortable, it was weird to begin with, but then <laughs> the more it comes up and it's like wow, I'm actually feeling angry in this drill. And then to be able to control that, and then the more of sort of practice that. It's funny, right? It's like it's like when you first go to a gym, you know, if you go to gyms or you're doing some sort of physical exercise, and you know, it might be halfway through your first session where, say, you're doing some some lifting, and you're like, geez, my arms are getting sore." Oh, maybe I should stop in case I hurt myself. But then the more you sort of start to to lift and live regularly, like that's actually a good pain. I like that. I know that's making me stronger mm-hmm. and growing. And it's, mm-hmm. you come to terms with like good versus bad pain, and from that anger work, that's what I'm starting to almost feel. You know, it's like to begin with, it felt silly. It felt like, oh man, it's needs to stop. <laughs> you know, I need to bottle this down. Like this is this doesn't feel right. Yeah. But the more I now just let myself get angry in the car or get, like you know in controlled places where I can just to be something that's bothering me, I'll just try and get it out, think about it, deal with it. like, you know that controlled environment rather than snapping at some random person in the street or something, it's like I'm getting more okay with feeling that that anger come up and being able to then turn it on and off, which is is nice, right? So I think this work's gonna be really important. Um, Jeff and I have been talking about doing collaboration as getting a a workshop up and running. Um, that I'm really excited to, to get involved with um, as well. Jeff will will hold space. So if this is something you would like to explore, like, find out more, um, keep your eyes. Peter will both be putting stuff on social media as that um, you know, comes forth um, on my website. I'm sure Jeff might do the same. There'll be a link to to that online course as well, um, and if it's not in the bottom of this podcast already, the link will be there when this course is up and running and the dates are set. And but it will be limited numbers, so this is something that you know we want to hold a nice, nice you know space that people can feel comfortable and really get involved in this um, this community and start to to work through some of this some of this stuff with someone who's experienced and put lots of hours into working and being guided through this emotional work, which is Jeff. So, you know, either put your um, expression of interest into either of us, if you want to find out more or jump on the the links that will be in these multiple sites to, to, you know, read more and, and kind of see if this is right for you at this time. But Yeah, look, I think this is a really important part and, you know, Jeff touched on it um, earlier in this chat that these emotional bodies can affect our physical body and I see it all the time too in in the clinic. Um, Not that I know how to deal with it for people but often there'll be these aches and pains that just make no sense. You know, they just, we do all the physical stuff that should be working and it doesn't always work 100%, and then, you know, I might refer out for some type of stress management or like some, you know, more of an emotional type of uh, not as not as in-depth obviously as what Jeff does, but trying to work on that that kind of stress side. And it's amazing how sometimes the stress people are holding can affect their physical body. So this is definitely something that um can help with your physical body as well, but I think you know if you've taken away what I have from this chat, and it's just something we need to really start working on to to just become a better species, right? <laughs> like and get back, get reconnected with who we are. Um, just get to know, the, get to
1: know the parts of ourselves that have always been there. That's, yeah, it's, it's just like that.
0: Anything else to close off with, mate? Do you have any? Uh, Parting words where where can people find you yeah,
1: thank right. you and again thanks for for creating this the space for this conversation and and setting the intention to 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 put this 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 workshop together for especially like you know our I think the intention we had set was for parents that you know to help you know navigate emotions with their kids, which really starts with them and like you know creating the space to to help parents that struggle with, you know, with working with their children. Um, I think it's such a beautiful intention, um, to find me, it's the urban barefoot on Instagram and the urbanbarefoot.co, my website. And that's really where I spend most of my time. Uh, so hey, find, find me there and, uh,
0: yeah, that's, uh, let's feel. So thanks again, Jeff. really excited to to chat to you again today and and to to do some more work with you soon.
1: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on
0: iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives